In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. St. Paul, during the trial in Acts chapter 24, in verse 16, St. Paul said, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and men. This verse is very important, especially for us as Sunday school servants. And we need to train ourselves to strive all the time in order to have a conscience without offense toward God and toward men. What is the conscience? The conscience is the alarm system that God actually installed in us in order to warn us if there is something wrong. So conscience is like alarm system. It will tell you this is wrong. Like if you want actually to keep the church secure here, so you install alarm system. God forbid if there is fire, if there is theft or whatever, it will give you alarm. Of course, the alarm system should function properly. Because if it doesn't function properly, then it either gives you false alarm all the time or will give you no alarm when there is a real danger. That's why the alarm in us, the conscience, we need to train ourselves to have this conscience working properly. Otherwise, if it does not function properly, either it will give me false alarm all the time, all the time I feel I'm guilty, all the time I feel I am bad, and this is not good for your spirituality, or on the other side can be completely dead. So a person is drinking iniquity like water, and he doesn't feel it. That's why St. Paul said, I train myself, I strive in order to have a conscience without offense toward God and toward men. If conscience is like alarm, I can say the conscience is like the judge who tell me it is right and it is wrong. In, in our being, the conscience is like the judge and the will is like the cabinet the the executive authority and the heart and mind is like the parliament the logo giver and in any country you have three things people who decide the law that's a parliament then people execute that is the cabinet and the court system or the legal system to judge what is going on right or wrong. In, in the person, what is the parliament? Who actually makes the rules? The heart and the mind. Who execute the rules? The will. 
And who will judge what is right and what's wrong? Your conscience. If the heart and mind making the rules according to the word of God, the judge, the conscience, should be calibrated also to the will of God. And the will should be strengthened by the will of God. So I can say the Holy Spirit or God should actually lead the heart and mind in making the rules, should lead the will and strengthen the will to execute the rules, and should actually anoint the conscience in order to make right judgment. Do you understand what I said so far? What are the types of conscience? I'll speak about ten types of conscience. If the conscience is the judge, so ten different types of judges. And each type, I have a reference from the scripture. First type is 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. Now, the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. So the first type is good conscience. What is a good conscience? Like a good judge. Judge that does not actually accept bribe in order to twist the judgment. But the good judge actually is a judge who makes judgment according to the rules. Let me elaborate more. If the rules that are made by my mind and my heart are set according to the standards of the society, not according to the standard of God. So the judge, the conscience, will make judgment according to the rules of the mind and the heart, whether they are based on the standards of society or based on the standard of God. You follow me? For example, if I'm judge in Egypt, I will make rules according to the law of Egypt. If I'm a judge in America, I will make rules according to uh, judgment according to the rules in America. Regards what are rules are in the absolute sense, they, whether they are good and bad. So the good conscience is the conscience that's making good judgment based on the rules, right? In in Hebrew 10.22, when he says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. So what is the evil conscience? It's the opposite of the good conscience. It's like a judge who accepts bribes, twists the judgment, twists the ruling. So he is not following the rules set by the heart and the mind. Then, in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 9, holding the mystery of the faith with a pure conscience. What is a pure conscience? And what is the difference between pure conscience and the good conscience? 
Good conscience follow the rules of the heart and mind, whether these rules are right or wrong. But the pure, that's why it's called pure, it is follow the law of God. Even if the mind and the, the heart are setting wrong rules, but the pure conscience will judge not according to the rules of the mind and the heart, but according to the law of God. So the pure conscience will tell me, no, but the word of God says those. Good conscience, for example, if I am, my heart and my mind says it's okay to lie to get yourself out of trouble. Then when I lie, if my conscience is good, it will tell me it's okay, nothing wrong. You are lying to get yourself out of trouble. But my conscience is pure. Then my conscience tells me, no, lying is a sin. You are violating the law of God. If my conscience is evil, then my conscience say, you know what? Not only enough to lie, that you need actually to make up some stories in order to convince people that what they are saying to you is, is, is wrong. Then in Titus chapter 1 verse 15, to the pure, all things are pure, but to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But even their mind and conscience are defiled. So that is a defiled conscience. Defiled conscience is the opposite of the pure conscience. So the defiled conscience actually is making judgment against the word of God. Ibrahim spoke about four types of conscience so far. The good conscience according to the rules, whether the rules are right or wrong. Evil conscience not according to the rules. Pure conscience according to the law of God. Defiled conscience against the law of God. Romans 2.15 Who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts accusing or else excusing them. There is a me the accusing conscience, accusing conscience. Venable the work of the law written in their heart, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts accusing their conscience bearing witness and making judgment between themselves and their souls. Who's accusing or excusing? That is the, the conscience. Either accusing them or excusing them. Gentiles. The verse will be clear if we start from verse 14. For when Gentiles, the non-believers, who do not have the law, they don't have the law like the law of Moses, by nature, do the things in the law, so they know lying is wrong, they know killing is wrong. That is the natural law. These also, not having a law, they don't have the law of Moses, are allowed themselves, according to the nature, who show the work of the law written in their hearts. They don't have the law written like Moses, the law of Moses, but the law of nature is written in their hearts. They know what's right and what's wrong. 
God wrote it in their heart. And their conscience also bear witness. So their conscience will bear witness. Yes, that's right or that's wrong. And also making judgment between themselves and their thoughts. So the conscience is making like a judgment between the people and their thoughts. Am I my following my thoughts? Am I my following the rules of my thoughts or not? So the conscience here accusing or else excusing them. Either accusing them or excusing them. But here the natural law is based mainly on the culture. If I, I grew in, in a culture that teach me lying is wrong, uh, drinking is wrong, dating is wrong, then that's how my conscience will make accusation or excuses. If I grow in different culture, then saying drinking is okay, dancing is okay, dating is okay, then actually my conscience will accuse or excuse the person based on the, the cultural law. Like here, and I will call it the accusing conscience. Especially that when the conscience all the time makes false accusation, tell you, you are wrong, you are wrong, you are wrong, you are guilty. And مثلا, in the early church, in the first century, some people felt it is sinful to eat meat. So they decided not to eat meat, eat vegetables only. Some people, their conscience told them, if you're going to marry, it's a sin. Christians should not marry. So they forbade marriage and did not marry. So here this is what St. Paul in another place called it weak conscience. The weak conscience made them to eat vegetables, not meat, to uh, abstain from marriage, thinking marriage is sinful. In fasting, when actually we don't eat meat, not because it's sinful, it is a discipline. But I'm speaking about people who perceived eating meat is sinful and marriage is sinful. That is the accusing conscience all the time is making false accusation, making you feel guilty. Oh, I should not do this. This was wrong. The haram. Or by the excusing, accusing or excusing. Excusing that is like a loose conscience. The accusing con- conscience is the conscience that accuses you when God does not accuse you. The excusing conscience is the conscience that excuses you when God is accusing you. you. You see the difference? People who says about things wrong, although God says it's right. The excusing, like Muslim, homosexuality. People say, say, it's okay, nothing wrong. While God said, it's wrong. So that is the excusing conscience. He makes excuses to themselves. Hebrew 10, from verse 1 to 3, for law, having a shadow of the good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with these same sacrifices which they offer continually year after year, make those who approach perfect. The sacrifices of the 
Old Testament cannot make us perfect because they are symbol. The, the shadow means they are symbol. They are symbol of the sacrifice of Christ, but they cannot perfect us. For then, would they not have ceased to be offered? If it is like the sacrifice of Christ, Christ offered himself one time. He is not offering himself every day. If these sacrifices were able to purify us, then why they offer it over and over and over? For the worshippers, once purified, would have had no more conscience of sin. So what is the conscience of sin? Conscience of sin is the non-repentant conscience. When you stay away from repentance and confession for a very long time, and you feel you are burdened, you are not happy, you feel you are full of sins, and when you go and repent and confess your sins, you feel a huge burden is removed from your shoulder. That's the conscience of sin. When a person actually feels the burdens of sin on his shoulder because he is not repenting. That's why the conscience of sin is rebuking them. You are a sinner, you are a sinner, you are a sinner, you are a sinner. And this conscience of sin, that what made them offer these sacrifices over and over and over. Because these sacrifices did not perfect them, did not forgive their sins. 1 Corinthians 8.12 But when you thus sin against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. What is the weak conscience? The weak conscience is the conscience that, like a weak judge, doesn't know right from wrong. All the time, is it right? Is it wrong? He cannot make a judgment. There is no discernment. The ability to discern between what's right and what's wrong, what's good and evil, is not there. All the time they are confused. They call what is evil good and what's good evil. They are confused. That's the weak conscience. But in Acts chapter 24, verse 16, I strive to always have a conscience without offense. Conscience without offense toward God and toward men. So when I stand before God, my conscience will not blame me. And in front of the people, my conscience does not condemn me. With, in front of God, how my conscience does not يعني, blame me? Because I'm living the life of repentance. And through the blood of Jesus, I am forgiven. So the, the conscience without offense is the opposite to the conscience of sins, right? And before people, again, because I live the life of repentance, then even in front of the people, my conscience cannot condemn them. آخر نوع من conscience, First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. Let's read from verse 1. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. 
So they will leave the teaching of Christ and they will follow doctrines of demons and to give themselves to deceiving spirit. But how? How a person follow doctrines of demons? Also speaking lies and hypocrisy. Having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. يعني seared with a hot iron. when there is severe pain, so they do like what we call it cutting. Cutting is searing it with hot iron. Why? They kill the nerves. So the person loses the sensation. A seared conscience is the conscience that loses sensation, loses sensitivity completely. It's a dead, to good or bad. That is the worst type of, of conscience. How many types? The good conscience and the evil conscience. The pure conscience and the defiled conscience. The accusing conscience and the excusing conscience. Then the conscience of sin and conscience without offense. And the weak conscience and the seared conscience. If the good rules according to the law, whether the law are good or bad, right or wrong. The evil doesn't follow the rules. The pure according to the law of God. The defiled again is the law of God. The accusing is all the time accusing what God is saying it is right. The excusing is excusing what God said it is wrong. The conscience of sin is the non-repentant when sin accumulates. The conscience without offense when I live the life of repentance. The weak conscience is a confused conscience, doesn't know right from wrong. The seared conscience is a dead conscience, doesn't feel anything, right? The question here, how to have a conscience without offense? What is the definition of offense? Offense means to cause others to sin. That's the definition of conscience. For example, I can cause others to sin either intentionally or non-intentionally. That's one time. Yani intentionally or non-intentionally. I act in a certain way to trigger the anger of somebody. I am causing the other person to sin intentionally. Non-intentionally, I'm acting a certain way, but I'm not nervous. My behavior triggers his anger, but it's not my intention to trigger his anger. Right? Another type of offense. The offense is not in me, but in the other person, in his eyes. If your eye offend you, so it's not the other person who offended me, but it's my eye. If the other person is a saint, godly person, but Anna, like Jesus Christ, he's God. But the scribe and, and the Pharisees were offended by him. So I cannot say that Jesus here offended them non intentionally. No. 
the offense in their eyes, not in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a girl who dresses modestly and in the fear of God, she's a godly girl. But ungodly person, his eyes are not pure, so he lusts after her. I cannot blame her because the lust here in his eyes, not in this girl. There are three types of offenses. Number one, offense. Only offense means causing other to stumble. So it can be intentionally or non-intentionally, or the offense in myself, not in the other person. Because my eye is evil. Who was a stumbling block. But it's not Jesus who was a stumbling block. The eyes of the scribes, Pharisees and priests and chief priests, they stumbled in him. To have conscience without offense toward God. Which one of the three types? Which one of the three types? Can we cause God to sin whether intentionally or non intentionally? Definitely not. Because the third type. I am offended at God's law, for example. Some people say, Why God give me the sexual instinct? It causes me of trouble when I cannot keep myself pure. So here I say I'm offended at God, but all offense in me, not in God. God, when he gives a priesthood in the Old Testament. So they were angry at God. We read in Malachi chapter 1, God is rebuking the priests here. Malachi chapter 1, verse 13. In verse 12, God is saying to the priests, But you profane it, the altar. It is the altar. You profane the altar. And that you say, the table of the Lord is defiled, and its fruit, its food, is contemptible. You also say, oh, what a weariness. And Hamazi are going to the temple morning and evening to do the morning sacrifice and the evening sacrifice. So they said, oh, what a weariness. And you sneer at it. Sneer at it. بالعربي وتأففتم علي أنا هو رح أعمل زبيحة الصباح يقول أوف أنا لازم يعني نروح لازم ربنا يعمل زبيحة الصباح وزبيحة المساء يجي بعد الدور يقول أوف كلمة تأففتم يعني تفضل تأفف عليها أوف 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 سنير سنير آدت إحنا بنعمل كده حين كخدام أوف لازم أحضر كمان الخدمة why should I attend service meeting why should I prepare the lesson why Abunal, if uh, he doesn't review the lesson, I cannot serve? Why I should do visitation? When I say visitation, as and my friends are having fun, or going out with them to eat, or to have fun. I'm not happy. They are offense toward God. As if God is offending me, but it's not God offending me. It is the offense in my eye. Another time, for example, with the new 
Usually there is a new distribution of the classes. فممكن مثلا I don't like the class اللي أنا أخدته. I'm not happy. Why God allowed this to happen to me? This offense against God. في بقى a verse I want to bring to your attention was repeated at least three times. One of them in Ezekiel 22:26. My or her priests have violated my law and profaned my holy things. They have not distinguished between holy and unholy, nor have they made known the difference between unclean and clean. بالعربي unholy is is يعني more accurate. يقول لم يميزوا بين المقدس والمحلل. So what's translated unholy is it lawful. So they did not distinguish between what is holy and what is lawful. So is there a difference? Yes, there are difference. Not everything lawful is holy. Everything holy is lawful, but not everything lawful is holy. And when we don't distinguish between the holy and the lawful, we become an offense toward God. We become a stumbling block. When we say lawful and holy, it has to do with three things. Days, time, place, and people. There are days are called holy, and we regard them holier than any other day. Like the day of the Lord. Keep the day of the Lord holy. Does this mean I should not keep يعني, I can do sins in the rest of the week? No. But keep it holy. يعني, consider or set this day apart from the rest of the week. You need actually to think about it and to act in this day in a more holy way, to dedicate it all to the Lord, to set it apart, to consecrate. The word holy literally means to separate. To separate. So separate this day from the rest of the days. Whatever activities done in this day should be holy activities. Holy directly glorifying God. Directly glorifying God. That is sitting or keep the day of the Lord holy. The day of communion, the holy week, the feasts. So all these are days holy. If anyone in the Old Testament does any work on Sabbath, the day of the rest, then actually he should be stoned. And one person went to collect some wood and they stoned him to death. Because this day should be set apart from the rest of the week to glorify God, to do only what's holy. That's about time. About places, there are some places are holy. And the church actually is separate from the rest of the world. And when all holiness becomes your house, Lord, ببيتك يا رب طريق القداس يعني مثلا can we, we put a table here in the middle of the church and have our dinner here no we cannot do this although 
dinner is lawful, nothing sinful about it. But because the church is holy, I cannot eat inside the church. Can I use the altar Can we eat and use the altar as a table? No, of course we cannot. Can I use the chalice or the paten? أحط مثلا في كولا وأشرب في الجالس مثلا أحط في شاي ولا whatever no it is set apart it is separate and it's just I want to, to explain what is the difference between holy and lawful so to drink يعني tea to drink coffee is lawful but you cannot drink tea or coffee in the chalice of the divine liturgy because it is holy and holy regarding the people also. He rebuked the priest in the Old Testament because he did not distinguish between what is holy and what is lawful. What about the people? Many times as St. Peter said, but you are a holy nation. So we as Christians who are holy people, holy nation, that's why we should not be conformed to the children of the world. As St. Paul said in Romans 12, do not be conformed to the children of this world, but rather be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And within the holy nation of the believers, there are people should be more holy than the rest. Yani, Sunday school servants, deacons, should observe certain things maybe the, the regular person it's okay for him to do it why he observes these things not because they are sinful no they are lawful but now he consecrated himself the same way the, the priest and the monks and the nuns consecrated sisters should observe certain things the regular people can do it the bishops, the Pope. يعني مثلاً, يعني lawful activities, but it is not befitting مثلاً, the clerus. If you think about swimming, swimming is a lawful activity. But يعني, is it okay مثلاً, for a bishop to go swimming مثلاً, publicly? It's not because يعني here there is a distinguish between what is holy and, and what is law. The way we conduct ourselves should be different because we are holy to the Lord. When we as Sunday school servants, we don't understand we are distinguished and God expecting us to distinguish between what is holy and what is law. In Amazon reception, they acted not only what is lawful but what is sinful. offense. strive to keep a conscience without offense toward God. Here, God is offended by what I am doing because what I am doing is against the law of God. God wants me to be holy. God wants me to conduct myself as a holy person, set apart, different. You are not of this world. And God wants us to be transformed 
into his image and his likeness. Against the discrepancy between what I teach and how I live my life. And مثلاً, if I teach the children about the importance of prayer, and you need to start your day with prayer, and you need to end your day with prayer, pray when you ride the car, pray when you, before you eat, pray, pray, pray. وبعدين, enter yourself, you are not following this. Then you will be an offense actually toward God and toward people. So you cannot say, I have a conscience without offense toward God and people. Because you will offend God and also by our behavior and offending people. Like the scribes and Pharisees, they let the people carry heavy burdens. They cannot move it with their fingers. But they were not following this. They were hypocrites. Also, a Sunday school servants or Muslim, any service in the church, sometimes I feel like we are the elite group in the service or in the congregation. And we feel that we are above the rest of the people. Again, it is offense toward God. And Rabbina taught us as servants to be servant, to wash the feet of the people. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. So how can I feel that I am above others? I am their servant. I am the person who wash their feet. Gossip. When I get involved with the politics of the church, either the local church or the church in general, and I gossip and backbite, condemn others, fall in judgment, then I'll be offense. Since I'm a Sunday school servant or I'm a clergyman, I have access to information. So I use this information and share it with others and make them offended. And make the whole world offended. Teaching. If I'm teaching false doctrine, then I'm offending others. And now many people are teaching false doctrines. They teach what they believe it is right, not what God is saying it's right. Now you are listening to me, but in reality, you are not interested to listen to my opinion. You are here to listen to God's law and God's teaching through me. So if I'm giving you now my opinion, I will be misleading you. When God entrusted me to teach, not to teach people my opinion or my school or what I believe right or wrong. God entrusted me to teach, to deliver you his law and his word. Another offense, divisions. When people, they see deacons are fighting with each other or divided against each other. Sunday school servant, they divided. They, they don't talk to each other and they, there is no love among them. All these are offenses. Are we fighting or we show the Christian love in dealing with others? Lack of submission. Yeah, the Bible teaches us to submit. Yeah, children submit to their parents. Servants submit to coordinator. Coordinator submit to Abuna. Abuna submit to the bishop. Bishop submit to the Holy Synod. So, and Holy Synod submit to God. So all of us Lack of submission can be 
يعني السورس اوف اوف اوفنس تو اذرز يقول لك فلان ده ذي سانتي سكول سيرفنت هي وونت ايتش وان تو سبميت تو هيم بات هي هيم سيلف داز نوت سبميت يعني ان هيز كلاس هي وونت ايتش سنجل ستودنت تو سبميت تو هيم طب ده كويس بات هي هيم سيلف داز نوت سبميت تو ذي هيراركي then it's it's pride it's ego harshness in dealing with others lack of compassion and lack of sensitivity this also can be offense many people actually they left the church because a Sunday school servant dealt with them or with their child harshly without compassion without love we need to be sensitive you can see the lord jesus christ when they kicked the little children away, the disciples kicked them away. They wanted to go to the Lord Jesus Christ to be blessed by him. But the, the disciples kicked the children away. And I'm sure all their parents were offended by this. That's why the Lord immediately, no, no, no. Let the children come to me and don't forbid them, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And he took all their children and he blessed them and he hugged them in order not to be offense to their parents and to their families. How we deal with others can يعني, be offensive. Our faithfulness يعني, for the church law, church canons, the rituals of the church, the doctrines of the church. Again, the question here, are we offending others by compromising the laws of the church, by compromising the rituals of the church and the doctrines of the church. Partiality. When I have partiality, I favor one child more than the rest, or I deal with one child different than the rest. This partiality can be offensive to others. Lying. When I am not honest, I'm not transparent, and I lie. I will They can be offensive to others. Love of money, or putting my interest above the interest of the church and above the interest of the service. Also, not to developing myself according to the needs of the service. The needs of the service change from one year to another year. We are in a world that changing not every year, every second. And we need to develop ourselves in order to be suitable to our contemporary time. Am I developing myself or not? Our goal should be to strive in order to have conscience without offense toward God and toward people. What will help you in order to have conscience without offense? And it will your conscience a pure conscience. To judge according to the will of God. And in order to know the will of God, you need to study the scripture very well. And to know what God says yes and what God says no. So when you judge yourself, or judge situations, it will be according to the law of God. So it's not enough to have a good conscience, but you need to have a pure conscience.
that judges according to the word of God. Study the word of God. Keep it in your heart. Keep it in your mind. And see how God acted in different situations. How the apostles conducted themselves in different situations. This understanding, he doesn't understand the law of the country. He will be confused or judging based on his opinion. Then he will be an evil judge. But we need to have a pure conscience. So our judgment, when we judge ourselves, judging any situation will be a So I pray that with the new Coptic year, another year of service in Sunday school, that ناخد كده الآية دي to be like our motive for this year. I strive in order to have a conscience without offense toward God and toward men. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.